Did you know that you have the authority through, through your effective prayer to make a difference in circumstances in life? Tune into today's broadcast and you'll find out how to release that. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Welcome today to another uh, great broadcast of Wisdom for Living. My name is Greg Moore, and uh, you can check th- check us out on gregmoore.com, and, and uh, I know you'll be blessed by just uh, uh, checking out our, all of our materials, all of our books, our CDs. Uh, there, there's free material there for you to uh, listen to. You can watch some of the pro, uh, broadcasts there. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about today's broadcast because we're going to be starting a brand new series called uh, Developing an Effective Prayer Life. Uh, man, so many people come to me, talk to me about prayer, and they, you know, they either are not praying at all or they're not confident in their, in their prayers and not sure they're getting, uh, how to get their prayers answered. Uh, they don't understand that not all prayer is the same. Did you know that there are different kinds of prayer? We're going to talk about that. Um, are there reasons why people don't get their prayers answered? Well, we're going to talk about hindrances to uh, your, your prayer life. But the bottom line is, is my heart for you, is that you develop an effective prayer life that is fruitful, that is powerful, and that changes things, uh, especially things in your life. So, you know, James chapter 5 and uh, verse 15 says, And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. And if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. Confess your trespasses one to another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, if you, if you uh, look at, check this out in the Greek, uh, I'm not a Greek scholar, but you can go on the Strong's Concordance and, uh, and, and look at this. The, the word effect, uh, effective, fervent uh, prayer, that, uh, those words effective and fervent, it's just one Greek word. And it means to have an effectual or effective prayer life that's going to get results. And so that's my heart for this series is, it, is that you learn how to pray effectively you learn how, how to pray uh, powerfully that you that you know when you pray things are going to happen you know when that when you talk to god and or on his you talk on his behalf in the name of jesus to sickness or disease or uh, problems in life or you know things that are relationships that are that are out of balance uh, you know, you can make a difference in prayer. And even when you can't do anything, even when people won't listen to you, even when they won't hear what you have to say, you can pray and still make a difference. And so we're going to get into that uh, today, and I know it's going to be a, a powerful time. Let me tell you a funny. First, um, I've, this is called the chipmunk, and I've got a couple of uh, other little short jokes. So here's one, you, you come from dust, you will return to dust. 
That's why I don't dust. It could be someone I know. <laughs> That's too funny. I just had a policeman knock on my door saying he was looking for a man with one eye. I told him to use both eyes as he would probably find him a lot quicker. <laughs> That's funny. I visited a monastery recently, and as I walked past the kitchen, I saw a man frying chips. I asked him, are you the fryer? He, said, he replied, no, I'm the chipmunk. <laughs> oh, this is funny. That is funny. I don't care who you are. So, you know, I, what kind of birthed this series in me is uh, there, there was re recently uh, a lot of things that were uh, weighing in my, on my mind and things in the natural that were beyond my control. Uh, some of them had to do with the, what was going on in the political scene. Some of them had to do with, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, violent things that were happening in our, in our nation. And, and um, you know, John 14, 1, I started, you know, started praying about it. Uh, what a novel thought. We ought to start, we ought to pray. But I, John 14, 1 says, let, let not your heart be troubled. Uh, you believe in God, believe also in me. And then John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I was allowing my heart to be troubled by things that I couldn't control and, you know, kind of wringing my hands in despair about things that were going on that I, I wish I had control over. Um, maybe you could uh, identify with that in, in your life. Maybe it's a situation with your finances or on the job, uh, uh, problems that you can't control. You, maybe your supervisor's uh, not acting right or things not going well. Um, maybe it's somebody, uh, someone in your family, one of your children that is uh, at, the, at, at the present, they're, they're uh, not responding uh, you know, in a healthy way. And I just started thinking about all these things. And then, and then second Peter chapter two, uh, verse seven and eight, and it talks about, and he delivered righteous lot who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked for that righteous man dwelling among them torment and tormented his righteous soul uh, from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deed. And so I caught myself, you know, while watching bad news on a good news channel, <laughs> you know, and just wringing my hands in despair and moving into a place of hopelessness and unbelief over the things that I was seeing and the things that, that I was hearing. And I was allowing it to vex my soul. You know, there was uh, COVID news and political news and violence news and then different situations in my life that that uh, were just they were beyond my control and it was like you know God what am I you know what am, what am I going to do and and uh, and the Lord got my attention and brought repentance to my heart by uh, his, by bringing His Word to me and telling me you know you're you're the you are my church you're my son and you're the change agent I said what do you mean Lord how, how can I change these things. That's why I'm, I'm allowing my mind to be troubled by all of these things. He, 
he said, what, what's going on negative in, in, in the world? Um, you, you know, you, you're, you're not going to affect a change in that by, uh, by entering into unbelief and hopelessness or by agreeing with what you see uh, or putting all your hope in some political outcome. But he said, I've called you to become the, uh, to be the change agent that will make a difference. And I said, well, all right, Lord, what do you, what do you mean? And he took me to 1 Timothy chapter 2. And he said, therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, verse 1, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life and all uh, godliness and, and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to, know, to the knowledge of the truth. So there are benefits for prayer. Uh, it's, it's a quiet and peaceable life, which I wasn't experiencing at the time. Um, it, it pleases God. It's acceptable in His sight when we do that. And, and, and my, our prayer affects and creates an environment where evangelism and discipleship flourish unhindered by government restrictions. And it was like, man, you know, I, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't, I wasn't praying. I was, in fact, I was wringing my hands in despair. I was, you know, what do I do? How can we change this? And, you know, Paul wrote this uh, book, to, uh, this letter to Timothy who was pastoring the largest church in the world uh, at that time, according to tradition, uh, the church in Ephesus with 50,000 plus members. And verse chapter 3 and verse 15 tells you the reason he wrote this, this letter. But he said, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the reason he wrote 1 Timothy, this letter to Pastor Timothy, was so he would know how he was to conduct himself and how the church was supposed to operate. And if you go back to uh, 1 Timothy 2, he said, first of all, prayer. Wow. First of all, he said, the, the reason I wrote this letter to you is so you would know how to operate in, in, in the church, you would know how the church is supposed to function. And he says here, first of all, prayer. Wow. You know, uh, prayer first, not as a last resort. And obviously, by implication, when he said first of all, obviously there's a second and third and fourth and there's other things that need to be done. Um, like we've got to preach the gospel, we've got to teach We've got a model. We, we need to serve. We need to love people. We need to be a good model out there. And, and when it comes to the political climate, we've got to, you know, we've got to share the, the truth and we've got to get out and vote and, and all of that. But, but, but real kingdom prayer is the first step to set in motion the things that God wants to do in the earth. And I wasn't doing that. I was just in despair allowing my soul to be vexed by all the stuff that was going on around me. And, and God said that we're, I, he took me right here to this verse. He said, he said, he said, listen, 
There's no political party that's the answer to, to our world's problems. It's the church. And I, man, I had to repent. I had to say, man, Lord, for, forgive me. And, and, uh, and so, you know, I've started, I started uh, reading the Word and getting, getting back into the Word and getting into faith about, about this principle of prayer. And I, I don't know about you, I want my prayers to be effective. And, and if they're going to be effective, they, got to be, they have to be based on, on the Word of God. But r- real kingdom prayer sets the stage for all the rest, all the preaching, all the teaching, all the things to be set in order, the, uh, can, uh, God, to, God to set, uh, remove certain people from office, God to set other people in office, for God to change the king's heart. Uh, God, the Bible talks about in, in uh, Proverbs how the, how the Lord can turn the heart of the king. Well, a lot of that is affected through you and I praying because God set things up the way he has set up the kingdom of God is that, that Adam fell, Adam had authority and dominion in the earth. And when he fell, he handed that dominion and authority off to the devil. When Jesus came, he took the keys of, of hell and death and, he, and when, when, he, when he died, when he, was, when he rose again from the dead, uh, he took the keys back. He's got, he had authority now that Adam once had and then he gave it to you and me, the church. He gave you and I authority. And just as, just as uh, God had to, even when, when Sodom and Gomorrah, before, before he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he had to talk to his covenant man, Abraham. And God operates and functions in the earth today in the same manner through people who are in covenant with him, people who are in relationship with him. He doesn't do things independent of his church. And so prayer is, is uh, when you and I get God's mind on what his will is in the earth and then we pray and establish that kingdom of God come, will of God be done. And God doesn't do anything apart from the church recognizing what his will is through reading the word or, or him downloading it to us in prayer, what his heart and what his will and what his plan is. And then, then you and I establishing that, that gives him the right then to come in and establish his kingdom on earth. Why God set it up like that, I don't know. But my brother and sister, that's the, that's the way the kingdom of God operates. He operates God, God in heaven establishes his will on earth through someone he can find on earth who will agree with him. And man, that, that, is, a, that is a powerful revelation. And that's why he said, first of all, pray. First of all, find out my mind through, my, through prayer and through getting in the word and then establish that and that gives God the avenue through which to operate and bring that to pass. Man, that's a powerful, powerful revelation. Second uh, Thessalonians 3 verses 1 and 2 says, Brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked 
men for all have not faith. He, this is amazing. Paul said the way for the gospel to get out is for you guys to pray first that it'll have, for it'll, it'll, it'll run swiftly and be glorified. So our prayer has something to do with, with the effective preaching of the gospel. Uh, Ephesians 6, 18 and 19 says, Praying always, and for me that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Why would Paul, by the uh, revelation of the Holy Spirit, write this down and say, I want you to pray for me so that I'll be given utterance that I can open my mouth boldly and speak the truth of the gospel. Why would he say to do that if, if, if doing that didn't affect that? I mean, this, this is a powerful revelation. We, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people just talk about, well, you know, really doesn't, prayer doesn't really matter that much. It's, it's, uh, it, it's just the preaching and teaching of the word. But Paul, Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament. And he, and he says here that I'm, I'm asking you to pray for me so that I'll, be, I'll speak the word boldly so, that, so the word will run swiftly, so that utterance will be given to me so that I can speak God's word boldly with confidence so that do, the door will be opened up and I'll be, delivered from, uh, I'll be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men so unreasonable and wicked men can hinder the preaching of the gospel. And he's saying our prayers sets the stage for that. So it's not just prayer, but, but here in this epistle, that, that in this letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, uh, he, he was pastoring the largest church in the world, and he said, this is, the reason I wrote you this letter was to show you how the church is supposed, supposed to function. And he said, first of all, prayer. And it's not, you know, first of all and last of all, but, but when he said, first of all, that means we need to be operating in that. In that. You know, Jesus' instruction to his disciples on, on prayer, you know, and he, and, he, and he gave instructions to us and he modeled that it shows how uh, things affect, uh, how, how that our prayer life affects change in the earth. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So first of all, you know, exalt his name above all other names and realize that you and I are seated together in heavenly places with him, and when we use that name, man, the enemy's got to move over. When we use that name, things change. And this is essential. We're, we're seated together in heavenly places, man. And, and he's given us power and authority on the earth to establish his will. And this is essential in your prayer life, so you're praying from a place of authority, representing heaven, and when you know that, God's, God's looking for you and I to basically agree with Him and establish His will on the earth. And where we do that, He'll move, He'll change. Things will, things will move over and where we don't, it, it won't. The will of God, my brother and sister, is not automatic. He works through those who have developed an effective prayer life. And you and I, uh, in, in this series, we're going we're gonna to learn how to do that. You and I are co-laborers with him, and it's our privilege to establish his will on the earth. That's the way God set it up. Matthew 16, 19, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you don't bind on earth 
won't be bound in heaven. Whatever you tolerate will be tolerated, even if it's not His will. The will of God, my brother and sister, is not automatic. You can see in, in Daniel 9, verse 2, it says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of years that were specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So then, but essentially, Daniel was reading the book of Jeremiah and uh, that was written 100 years, 90 to 100 years before him. And then, and then Jeremiah 29.10 is what he was reading. Thus says the Lord, after 70 years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you and cause you to return into this place. So the will of God was written that God was going to, after 70 years, he was going to, uh, after 70 years uh, of the children of Israel being in Babylon and being, being moved out of Jerusalem, that God was going to bring them back to their homeland. And then Daniel 3, Daniel 9, 3 and 4, he said, I set my, after he read that, he said, I set my face toward the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting. And then I prayed to the Lord and made my confession. So he's basically, he's, at, he's reading in Jeremiah 29, 10, God's going to, after 70 years, God's going to bring the children of Israel back. And he starts counting, well, this is the 70th year. So he starts praying that. So why would Daniel have to be praying about something God had established was his will in, in, in his written word? Because the will of God's not automatic. He's got to find somebody on earth to agree with him. Guys, when you see the will of God in the word, the way for God to establish that is you and I pray and agree with it. And when we pray and agree with it, God brings it to pass. It's not just going to happen like ripe cherries fall, falling off of a tree. God established for all throughout His Word uh, that, that Jesus would come through a virgin and then the angel finally, when it was a fullness of time, visited Mary and, and said, this is what's going to happen. And Mary said, be it unto me according to your, according to your Word. What, she had a lot to risk. What if, what if she had said, be it not unto me according to your word. What if she had said, you know, well, I don't, you know, I've got too much to risk because, man, if I tell Joseph I'm pregnant, he's not going to believe that and I'm going to lose a good guy here. Well, the, the bottom line is that she had to agree with it. If she hadn't agreed with that, God would have found someone else to birth his son through. And he's looking today uh, for people to agree with him and then pray that and, and declare that, God, I see your will and, it's, and I see what's happening, happening in the earth, in my life, in my family, uh, in, in our nation, and it doesn't line up with what your will is. And so when I see this, I'm not going to agree with this. I Rather, I'm going to agree with this and through my prayer, I'm going to establish your word as your will, and it's going to, it's going to affect what's happening in the natural. You can, you can do that with your children. You can do that with your finances. You can do that with your health. Guys, this is, this is a radical uh, 
understanding of prayer is and the way that God set this up. Uh, the king. This is how the kingdom of God, heaven, works. On Matthew sixteen nineteen, you know, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. This is how the kingdom of God works. Someone on earth agrees with heaven when you see the will of God or he downloads it in your heart, then you establish authority in the spirit realm, then it's released into the earth. When you are in a place of authority and you read the word of God and we are in authority because we're seated together in heavenly places with Christ, then your prayers and your confession and your words are law in the spirit realm. And in prayer, we can establish the will of God when, when what is not the will of God is not happening. And man, you can do this, guys. You can do this with your children. If you get a bad report about one of your children, they're not doing well in school, or you know they're rebellious, or you know, or your something's going on in, with your finances. You can see what's going on in the natural, but then you find the will of God in the Word of God, or in prayer, God can download to you things that are in line with His Word. And then you and I, if we'll agree with that and we'll declare that, kingdom of God, come. Will of God be done. Cir evil circumstances, you move over. The king kingdom of darkness is going to give place to the kingdom of God when you and I pray from a place of authority, from a place of being seated together in heavenly places. And man, I'm, I'm just excited about this series because we're going to learn a lot more about how to establish His kingdom on the earth through our effective prayer. Thanks so much for tuning in to Wisdom for Living today. Today's teaching, Developing an Effective Prayer Life, is available in a five-disc CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. I want to encourage you to go on to my website, gregmore.com, and pick up a copy of my book, Scriptures to Live By. Uh, I don't know a more effective way to uh, pray uh, in, in a powerful, effective way than, than to get into the Word of God. And this book is filled with scripture, filled with 41 different categories of scripture that will help you have a powerful and effective prayer life. Check it out, gregmore.com. In his book, Scriptures to Live By, Greg has compiled an arsenal of scriptures in 41 essential categories that will arm you to successfully conquer life's difficulties. Speak the word over your circumstances. Order your copy at gregmore.com today. While visiting gregmore.com, you will find all of Greg's books, CDs, and DVDs. You will also be able to access his blog, free teachings, and connect with him on social media. Visit us today at gregmore.com. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmore.com or by writing to the address on your screen. 
We look forward to hearing from you today. Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. Listen, my brother and sister, prayer is not the only thing, but prayer is the first thing. And sometimes with our families, uh, people who know us or are too familiar with us or they're not receptive to us, uh, we, we enter in like I was in that time. We enter into more unbelief than the people that we're praying for. And God said, stop all that. Believe me and, and allow me to use you. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.